SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, October 4th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll free. 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Well, Monday morning quarterback in my Phillies are in. Simmons is in. Williams is out. Judge is running out of time. Nice little gift in Oakland last night. This is what all the fuss about. Uh, pick your poison in Pittsburgh. Welcome to the NFL, kid. Being blunt about it, he's a mope. Uh, piling on boy wonder and uh, staying with Baker in Carolina. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays. And, of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest 60 minutes in Sports Grid Radio history. Uh, ESPN there with the call uh, as uh, we had uh, and, uh, both those calls. The Samuel touchdown uh, reception, which uh, killed my fantasy because uh, I had Wilson, who did score, as you heard, earlier on the 32-yard touchdown run. Head-to-head, dead even. I had Wilson and... Uh, uh, my uh, competitor had uh, Samuel, and it looked like uh, maybe I was actually going to get the win, which I didn't think was possible heading into the game. But uh, thank you very much, uh, Detroit uh, Lousy, um, uh, tackling there. And uh, and that was the end of that. Oh, the Hufungo uh, pick six we heard also there. So l- we heard a little bit of everything. So ESPN all, all with the call. So uh, San Fran wins last night 24-9. to It's amazing. Uh, Niners now 7-1. and Now, listen, the one was in last year's NFC playoff game. So whenever you hear people say, well, you know, they, they can't beat the uh, the Niners and they're 7-0 in the regular season, yeah, but, they, you know, I think I'd sacrifice seven regular season losses for one NFC championship win, which is what the Rams got last year. That said, boy, that's got to piss off Boy Wonder Jr., huh? That Sean McVay can't beat, uh, you know, uh, Shanahan over on the other side with his goofy hat looking like a dork. Uh, that that's really oh that's got to piss uh, boy, boy wonder off to no end it really must and he was not thrilled with Matthew Stafford after the game didn't call him out by name but he said his defense played well his uh, guys tried hard his offensive line did well we just made some mental mistakes and I'm like well who else is there you know the running backs didn't have a chance you know the wide receivers you're not criticizing Cooper Cup the wide receivers played well the defense played well he also said special teams did a nice enough job i mean there was only of course the nitwit media you know you think they would listen to what he's saying and follow up and say well how do you feel about Matthew Stafford then because you really didn't kind of mention him in this in this you know crediting all the people you're crediting of course they don't so he he kind of called out not kind called out Matthew Stafford without mentioning his name by praising everybody else. So, And he wasn't too thrilled with Stafford on the sidelines yelling at him on that pick six that you heard. So uh, they can't beat San Fran. Well, we got to tell you, seven straight regular season losses, 24-9, no touchdowns for the great boy wonder. Wow. And San Francisco, you know, we might as well throw away our under San Fran ticket. That's just not right. If uh, Trey Lance is starting for San Fran, they would be in last place in the NFC West. Unfortunately, he got hurt, 
And uh, now they're going to win maybe the NFC West. They're 2-2, two and two, nothing great, but they're tied for first place. Everybody is tied for first place in the NFC West. How goofy is that? Niners, Rams, Cardinals, Seagulls, all 2-2. Two and two. If they had Trey Lance, they'd be 0-4. But at our under 10.5 ticket, which we thought was golden, because there was no way in the world this team was winning 11 games with Trey Lance's core. They were not going 11-6. and six. No way. And our luck, you know, our luck is uh, he gets hurt, and uh, now they end up going, you know, thirteen and three or something goofy like that. Thirteen and four, seventeen games, amazing. You know, it's remarkable about the NFL. I mean, they're they're just jumping for joy. You know, how many teams they have at two and two or better? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Out of 32 teams, two-thirds of the league is two and two or better. And darn near most of those are two and two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Darn near half the freaking league is two and two. The NFL couldn't, you know, outside of the Houston Texans, uh, the NFL has got to be tickle pink. They 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 get a they get a woody over having parody. They just do, keeping everybody involved, all the fan bases uh, fan bases having hope, and then that's what they have uh, right now after four weeks of the NFL. Crazy crazy season. All right, quick little break. We'll come back. We'll check out some of the numbers from last night. Uh, the Manning cast. I had a chance to uh, watch that a little bit last night in the debut of In Play Sports Tonight with yours truly. We'll talk about that next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes, we should have a torpedo sound uh, sound uh, background noise with that cut because that is a direct shot at uh, good old Matthew Stafford. That, that self-inflicted offensive lineman don't make uh, wounds above the head. You know, running backs, you know, perhaps could miss blocks. Uh, no, that is a, that's a direct hit at uh, good old Matthew Stafford. Boy, four weeks into the season and things are already falling apart for the champion L.A. Rams. Uh, ESPN there uh, with the call of the uh, touchdown run. Yep, San Fran wins at 24-9. Cooper Cup, I must say, that was one of our better plays last night. We gave out a bunch of props. Um, and uh, he, he is just a machine. I don't know what it is. It's It's the oddity of all oddities in that... San Francisco beat the snot out of the Rams all the time, yet the Rams' best player beats the snot out of San Francisco. 14, maybe there's there's something to that. I don't know. You know, there's always this saying of whenever you play a superstar player, and, and generally you equate this to the NBA, right, or college basketball. You know, we're going to let, the, you know, Michael Jordan get his uh, 35, 45 points, but we're not going to let Scottie Pippen or some of the others go off. Old school stuff here, right? We'll let the superstar do his thing, but if, as long as we can prevent the other players, then we'll be okay. Maybe that's the approach they have because Cooper Cup, 14 receptions last night, 100. 122 yards. He's had well over 100 yards now, four straight games against the Rams. Uh, he, he always just, uh, against the Niners, he just always beats the, you know, gets the numbers. Uh, so he's a great prop play, but 
the Rams don't win. Uh, Tyler Higby, the tight end, had 10 receptions, but they was basically dink and dunking their way down the field. Maybe that was the key to it all. Allen Robinson, two lousy receptions for seven yards. Boy, he's been no part, just a zero part of this uh, Rams offense. He has two games, check that, four games now and uh, nine receptions on the season. Boy, that's horrible. That That's just, you know, this guy was supposed to have nine receptions in one game. So Stafford goes for 254, one interception, sacked seven times. Think about this. McVay, boy, wonder, went out of his way to praise the Rams offensive line. They gave up seven sacks. It's like, what? What? Now, if that's not calling out the quarterback, I, I don't know what is. You know, when the quarterback gets sacked seven times and you're going to praise the offensive line, something's uh, something's not right there. And then Jimmy G being Jimmy G last night. You know, the guy doesn't look impressive. He really doesn't. It's frustrating as all get go. Um, having this guy, uh, you know, uh, play quarterback because it's some series. He just looks completely lost. And yet all the guy does is win. Uh, it is amazing. All he does is win. win. Remarkable. So 24, nine, uh, they get the victory football news around the, uh, the world here. Uh, if you're betting on the dolphins this weekend and they are three and a half point uh, road favorites at the New York jets, Teddy Bridgewater will get to start. I think it's funny. Um, that they announced already. I mean, here we are on a Monday, right? Normally, you know how it goes. That NFL head coach, you know, they can have like a broken leg, busted knees, you know, uh, ACL tears. And uh, on the Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, the guy will be listed as questionable with a quarterback especially, right? They, they never, ever, ever want to show their hand on who's going to be starting at quarterback that Sunday. The Dolphins, though, went out of their way almost to tell the world that Tua is definitely not playing after all the criticism. Here's my question. If everything came back clean, as uh, the reports have said, with his, uh, you know, the, all the head examinations and everything, if everything came back clean, then how come he's not starting? What's the difference between this week and last week when everything came back clean? Because that was your excuse for starting him, you know, on Thursday, right? Last Thursday. Well, everything came back clean. The doc says he doesn't have a concussion, so we're all fine. So if, if that's kind of the case now, same thing. Everything came back clean. They couldn't even fake it. If they put out that, well, uh, you know what? They're going to play coy, even though they know he's not playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's questionable. Could you imagine after what happened Thursday, the outcry, the people yelling and screaming, the criticism the Dolphins would have taken over the next three, four days. And they can't tell the world, like, listen, we're only kidding. You know, we're just trying to fool the New York Jets here. I mean, you can't say that, right? Because then the Jets will know, okay, he really isn't playing. So normally they try and be coy about it and just say, yeah, he's questionable. We're not sure. We'll see by, you know, day by day. You know, favorite little quote from all these head coaches. If they even would have done that, they would have been crucified. No, they they went out of their way to call up the dogs a little bit. I don't care. I, I mentioned this yesterday. If every neurosurgeon in the world examined Tua and said, no, he's fine. He really is fine. Uh, he's okay to go. The Dolphins still couldn't play this guy. You know, they just, they, he was not playing. And I don't know if he's going to play even the following week, especially if the Dolphins get the win. They're probably, you know, hoping that, you know, we got one loss to play with here. In a division, uh, which we're tied for first place now with Buffalo, and we hold the head-to-head -head tiebreaker, we kind of have one loss to give. So if uh, they can get the win against the Jets, uh, you know, they'll be able to throw two, uh, Teddy out there 
you know, knowing that they still have one more loss. Now, if they lose to the Jets, then we'll see. Then, you know, then you got to figure out, is he ready or isn't he ready? But I thought it was funny that they came out and said that he's out. But I did get a chance. You know, we did in sports. Hold on a second. What is it again? In uh, in place sports tonight, we we that that is such a weird. Uh, all right, we uh, we we started in place sports tonight last night, right? You know why? I'm so used to saying in game live, doing the in game live for well over a year. So it's just a little tongue twister there. In, in place sports tonight. All right, so we started in place sports tonight last night, and uh, one of the beauties of doing that show is it's over at ten o'clock. So I actually rather than twelve o'clock with in game live. So I actually got a chance to watch a couple of things, and I actually watched the uh, the Manning cast a little bit. My daughter had it on watching a game, and uh, I, I got to tell you, nothing for nothing. Listening to me for the first hour of the game, and then listening to Dubs and Ranieri the last two hours of the game is a lot more entertaining than watching these guys. I, I was like, what was the fuss all about? Eli is as boring as he ever was. I mean, he was as boring as boring can be. As the giant quarterback, never saying anything crazy or being entertaining or funny or whatever. And I heard all these crazy things about how him and Peyton, they're, just, they're so funny and they're this and they're that. And I'm like, well, okay, doesn't uh, make sense. But so I watched it last night and I actually watched it for a good half hour. Under normal circumstances, I would have turned it off after five minutes. But I said, you know, what? let me give these guys a half hour. Let me see what all the fuss is about. And man, that was boring. Eli says nothing. You know, Peyton's carrying the show completely. And then they had Steph Curry on, and I was watching with Steph Curry. And no offense against Steph Curry, but he's not bad. Mr. Laughs himself either. So between the three of them, and then even when they had the uh, the comedian up from Saturday Night Live, even then it was boring. I mean, I I don't, you know, really, maybe they had their moments. You know, welcome to my world. Try and be entertaining for three hours uh, versus, you know, three minutes. It's It's a little different. It is. But I uh, I don't know what the fuss is all about with the Manning cast, but whatever. It is what it is. Baseball last night. Wow, what did we get a gift? Oh, we got a gift. I've told you, LLs, this before. Every once in a while when I place a bet and I see it's going to be a loser, I won't wait till the end. Now, if I go to a game, I always wait till the end. But if I'm watching it on TV or just checking it on a computer – so last night, we had the Angels under season win total, and they've been on a tear, and I'm tearing my hair out of here, right? So uh, they're leading 5-1, to one, heading to the bottom of the eighth inning at Oakland. So I stopped playing attention, and this is a loss. I'm not even going to, you know, I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to have just a little, little bit of hope, just a little that maybe the A's come back. I'll tell you what happened when we come back. Opposite pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 844-843-6879. Told for telephone number. Tony LaRusa first up there, or last up there, uh, stepping down as manager as we uh, revealed yesterday. Uh, NBC Sports there with the uh, announcements, and then uh, NBC SN Philadelphia with uh, Kyle Schwarber in the locker room celebrating their uh, but reaching the postseason. And uh, things are not all over though for Philadelphia. So you know the key to betting 
a lot of times at the end of the season is trying to figure out, you know, who's playing for what and, and, and everything else. So they're not locked in to who they're going to be playing. Uh, as uh, I think I heard one of the guys say, they're actually not. Uh, if you look at the wild card standings, they are one behind San Diego with two games left. So they could move into the number five spot. They're not locked into number six. So the question you have, if you're a Phillies fan, is, and I got to tell you, I, I think I know the answer, but I'll throw out the question. Would you rather face St. Louis in the first round or probably the Mets in the first round. If it's the Mets, and I don't know why it would be the Mets, then you want to win. If it's St. Louis, then you want to lose. And that's one of the quirky things about the baseball playoffs, the way they're set up. The number six seed, we'll say Philadelphia because that's where they are right now, faces the worst division winner, which is St. Louis. And then the number three and four seeds, the two wildcard teams, square off with the premise of if you're the worst wildcard team, you get the best remaining division winner. They should be better than the wildcard teams, right? But this year, that's not the case. Whether it turns out to be the Mets or the Braves, both the Mets and Braves are by, five, uh, by far better than the St. Louis Cardinals, right? So if I'm Philadelphia... I mean, it's it's hard not to look at that stuff, right? I mean, do you want to face DeGrom and Scherzer? Which, again, you know, barring something crazy, the Mets are going to be the number one seed in, in the wild card. You know, Braves aren't going to lose twice, and the Mets aren't going to win three times, right? So you're looking at facing DeGrom and Scherzer, or you could face Wainwright and Flattery or whoever else St. Louis wants to throw you. And I know St. Louis has had a good, you know, terrific second half of the season, but... You give me St. Louis over the Mets in DeGrom and Scherzer any day of the week. So if you want to put a couple of shekels. Now, I normally like playing on teams that clinch the division the next time out. But in the case of Philadelphia, right, I mean, what are they going to tell their guys lose? No, but their guys aren't stupid. You know, they know. All right. I'm not going to say they're going to go up there and not try and get a base hit, but what do you do? You know, you bench all your regulars and you put all the scrubs in from the from the minors and, you know, you, you kind of, you know, hope for the best. But that's one of the little quirks. So that they could pass San Diego, but passing San Diego means that uh, you're going to face the Mets in the first round or, or the Braves. I got a feeling the Padres and, and Phillies are both going to lose. I, I think both teams, you know, the Padres are in the same boat, right? I mean, uh, if you're San Diego, uh, do you want to face uh, New York? Uh, travel all the way to New York versus traveling to St. Louis? I don't think so. Kind of goofy there. But, uh, yeah, the Phillies are not locked into it. But they do win. Break an 11-year drought of uh, postseason play, so uh, they're in. They clinched despite Milwaukee beating Arizona 6-5 to uh, last night. They were down big as well. A lot of Brewers teams got to be kicking themselves. Just absolutely kicking themselves. So anyway, we're down 5-1 in Oakland last night. We need the stinking Angels to lose two more times in the last three games here. Otherwise, I can't believe it. Their number's actually going to go over. A's scored two in the eighth, two more in the ninth to tie it, and then they walk it off in the tenth inning. How great is that? We're still not in the woods yet, but now the Angels need to win both their remaining games in order for their over to hit. So we got two bullets. All we need is one loss as we get a miracle uh, victory by the Oakland A's last night. How about that? That is tremendous. That's one of those, like I said, I go to bed, I'm counting 
is a loser. I got the slimmest of all hope that maybe, just maybe, Oakland comes back. I can rest a little bit easier knowing you just never know. I like doing that. When all looks bleak, I'll leave that door open. I won't watch the final out. Down five, two outs, bottom of the ninth inning. I'll turn the TV set off, going to bed, knowing I got a little bit of hope versus having an agitation of knowing I lost. And in this case, it actually came through. So Toronto wins. Seattle loses, so the Blue Jays clinch the number one wild card spot. They'll host either Seattle or Tampa Bay. Rays remain two back. They lost to Boston last night. They blew a 3-0 lead. Red Sox win 4-3. Got my guys going against Tampa Bay. They are going in the wrong, wrong direction. Atlanta loses 4-zip to Miami, which is playing spoiler down the stretch here. So the Mets do remain alive in the NL East situation. Marlins are now 5-2 over the last week with wins over the Braves, Mets, and Brewers. Go figure, right? They're, they're sending out uh, Donnie Mattingly on, on a winning note. So Mets uh, live for, for another half a day. They got a day-night doubleheader with the uh, the National. Actually, I think it's, it's, it's a straight doubleheader. Uh, the first game starts around 5 or 6 o'clock or so. Um, I don't know how they worked that out considering uh, you know it was scheduled as a you know day game yesterday or a, a regular season game yesterday. I don't know how they could squeeze two in with all the season ticket holders and everything, but they found their way. 4 o'clock, okay. But that means it's a straight doubleheader, though. Can't be a day-night doubleheader because the second game starts at 7.40. So the Mets get the advantage of playing at least the first game, knowing they're still mathematically alive. Something to keep an eye on for to, for today. I do like, again, playing on these teams that I think they have something to play for. All right, 844 So that's your, your baseball scene. Uh, Phillies clinch. Uh, they can either get the five or six spot. Toronto clinches the number one seed in the wild card situation, which is huge because, again, uh, they get to host all three wild card games. It's not a two-for-one or back-and-forth. That that home team stays the home team, in this case with the Toronto. Uh, and Seattle's still fighting off uh, Tampa Bay for the number two spot. You know, This is a little different in that it's. Uh, I'd rather face Toronto, I think, than face Cleveland. If you fall into the number three spot, you get the uh, Guardian Indians. And uh, neither one scares, scares, scares me, but I do like that Cleveland team. I just as soon face Toronto than I would Cleveland, so... Because of that, I think Seattle and Tampa Bay will continue to try and win. And then the Mets uh, stay alive, uh, like I said, uh, with Atlanta losing yesterday. All right, 844-843-6879. Johnny in Manhattan on hold there for a little bit. Appreciate that. John, what's going on, bud? I was looking at that Angels-Oakland game uh, that you uh, were referring to. So bottom of the 10th, the runners placed on second. The A's send up a pinch hitter who um, bunts them over. And there's a runner on third with one out. So what would you do with first base open, Scott? If you're the, uh, I'd, the I'd walk the, yeah, I'd walk him set up the double play, right? Thank you. Do you think that's what Phil Nevin did? No, he pitched to the guy who hit the walk off single. <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. I'm serious. Deep. These managers, I, mean, I, I realize I'm telling hindsight's you, man, twenty twenty, just... but that's just that's bad bad managing. Do you agree, Scott? Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's just bad baseball. I mean, that, that that's fundamental 101. You know, you, you, you set up the double play, and, and heck, if you don't even like the next matchup, um, then I walk the next guy as well. I, I have the bases loaded. I get a force out of any base. And here's the other thing I'm looking at. The pitcher pitching, Zach Weiss, is a righty. They pitch to a lefty batter. Um, you know, after the pinch hitting, uh, you know, Tony Kemp pinch hit. 
and he bats left-handed. So why would they allow a righty to pitch to a lefty? I know they have the top of the order up next, but the top of the order hitter is batting 212. And, and he's a righty. That boy, that makes it, these managers and head coaches in the NFL, John, they're just they're just not smart. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, that's not the first uh, brain cramp that we've seen out of Phil Donovan. Um, Scott, there's an expression, don't kick a man uh, when he's down. But uh, the other, the flip side is, kick a man when he's down, you'll never get a better chance. So I'm going to hit you with a quick quiz. <laughs> not too hard, Scott. I like that, actually. Red, that's I know you're tired. Time. That's why I'm picking on you. Favre has played for four teams. Can you name them? Red Favre? Uh, yes. Packers, Jets... Uh, Vikings, Packers, Jets, Vikings. That's the last. Last one's a tough one. Um, they didn't suit up. No, I, for some reason I want to say Saints, but no, I don't think it was the Saints. Um, Packers, Jets, Vikings. I don't know. Who was the fourth team? Rookie season, the Falcons. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, exactly. one more quiz, Scott. It's not too hard, but you're tired, right. so I'm picking on you. The number one men men's tennis player in the world, and what country is he from? Oh, uh, I know it's Alcatraz uh, or Alcaraz or whatever you pronounce his name. Uh, what country is he from? Uh, I'm gonna guess Mexico, but I really don't think it's Mexico. But Alcaraz, okay, yeah, yeah. Alcaraz same the, country yeah. as Rafa. Um, I'm not good with countries. Where's Rafa from? Spain. Spain. Yeah, Spain, Mexico. Okay, whatever. Final (laughs) question. But I had it right, though. player in the world, in what country is she from? Who knows? That's number one women. Uh, I've lost on that shot. I'll tell you when I come back, though, after opposite picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils. Get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio. Opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies at? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, nice little uh, turnaround we had last week. Let's hope it continues. Uh, last we left, you wouldn't have opposite picks yesterday. 401 up, 458 down, minus $3,300 if you're a $100 player. So it's not as bad as it sounds uh, if you joined us uh, from the start of the uh, campaign, which is January 1st. Here we go. We got a seven-pack all-baseball. We're going to lay a run and a half with the Mets versus Washington. Game one of their uh, doubleheader today, which starts at 6 o'clock or so. Carlos Carrasco is on the hill for the Mets. Uh, the guy's pretty good overall, but especially so at home, where he's nine and three this year. He's also ten and four at night. Zero uh, and four. Corey Abbott with his ERA over five is pitching for the Nationals. No way the Mets lose this game, especially since this is the early game. 
So when they're playing, they still know they're mathematically alive for the NL East crowd because the Braves game won't start until later on at night. So there's a reason why the Mets should be pumped up, at least for this game, which is why I'm going to only play game number one. Love the Mets laying a run and a half. Uh, give me the Nationals plus one and a half runs. Pick number two, St. Louis minus 120 at Pittsburgh. First off, it's the Cardinals and it's the Pirates, and I only have to lay minus 120. I'll take that any day of the week. Now we throw in our favorite whipping boy, JT Brubaker is on the hill for the Pirates. Our last chance to say JT sucks. <clears throat> He's 3-12. and 12. Pirates have lost 10 of his last 11 starts. Love St. Louis tonight going against JT. Uh, give me Pittsburgh at even. Pick number three. Let it go, Scott. Miami plus 145 versus Atlanta. Braves aren't losing two in a row to the Marlins, folks, right? Uh, that's exactly what the boys in Vegas want you to think. Jake Odorizzi's on the hill for the Braves. He got lifted in the fourth inning in his last outing. Trouble perhaps brewing? Braves just one in four in his last five starts. Marlins, don't ask what. A nice little tear. Five and two their last seven games, beating the likes of the Braves, Mets, and Brewers in that spam. You know, Donnie Baseball's got two games left. Miami's not rolling over. They're sending him out a winner. You want to give me plus 145? Maybe the Mets lose earlier anyway. Atlanta has everything locked up. Love the Marlins here. Getting odds at home. Yeah, give me the Braves minus the 165. Pick number four. Houston minus 195 versus Philadelphia. Phillies clinched last night. They're not going to want to play this game. Now, I normally play on teams like that, but we got something that supersedes even that. They could still catch the Padres for the number five spot, so they would have to face the Mets or Braves in the first round. If they remain in the number six spot, they face St. Louis. Which one would you rather face? Uh, DeGrom and Scherzer or all those great pitchers for the Braves or 99-year uh, Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals? You know what? They need to lose. And we got Justin Verlander on the hill for Houston as well. And he probably wants to put one last good showing on there to clear up the uh, Cy Young Award race. Love Houston here. Uh, give me Philadelphia plus 175. Pick number six, Angels, uh, minus 140 against Oakland. Uh, reverse black cloud time on the Angels, who still need one more loss to clinch the season under bet. They are still 6-1 and one their last seven, despite last night's a setback. A's are the worst team in the American League. Really, I'm rooting for Oakland, but I love the Angels here. Yeah, give me Oakland plus the 120. Final pick, pick number seven, San Francisco, plus 130 at San Diego. You know, Padres need one more win. Uh, uh, don't fall into the trap of need uh, equaling wins, though. Uh, Giants playing well down the stretch. And again, same thing like Philadelphia. Do the Padres want to face the Mets and DeGrom and Scherzer in the first round of the playoffs or the Cardinals? I say Cardinals. And if that's the case, Padres know they need to lose these last two games. Love San Francisco here. Getting odds. Yeah, give me San Diego minus the 150. Opposite pick. Seven pack of baseball. Got all kind of systems and theories in play here tonight. We're going to grab Washington game number one plus run and a half against the Mets. We're taking uh, JT and Pittsburgh even against St. Louis. We're grabbing the Atlanta Braves minus 165 at Miami. We're taking Philadelphia plus 175 at Houston. 
We'll grab Oakland plus 120 against the LA Angels. And we'll take uh, San Diego minus 150 against San Francisco. Opposite picks for a Tuesday, uh, October 4th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. And we'll uh, post those as we always do on the uh, front page of the website, oppositepicks.com. Igis Swiatek, by the way, uh, is your number one women's player. I did know that. I had to think about that. Where she's from, uh, anybody's guess with some of these women. I, I have no idea. Um, so not in the United States, I'll tell you that. I, I, can I win with that uh, with that guess? So it is uh, Alcaraz on the men's side and Swiatek on the women's side. I know that, but do most people know that? Probably not. Tennis is in for a rude awakening, I must say. All right, yeah, baseball over-unders. We got the lucky win with the uh, uh, A's last night. So the Angels, in order for us to hit our underplay, they got two games left. We need one more loss. They would need to go 2-0 and in order for them to hit the over. And then Tampa Bay, we're still searching for one more win. All right, we have uh, four bullets left, in, or three bullets left in the chamber, or is it two? Uh, let me see. Uh, hopefully it's three. Um, but they lost last night. They blew a 3-0 lead, uh, which is not good, obviously. They have how many games left? Tampa Bay, they have two games left. So we need one win. So just like uh, the Angels, we need one loss. If we can get one more win, and the Red Sox are playing for nothing, but Tampa Bay is now 2-3, uh, 4-5, heading into the postseason, boy. But if we can get those two... Then uh, we'll go eight and one with our season over under plays uh, that we picked up at uh, at the All Star break, which is obviously pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. All right, let's go to our pyramid plays. Best baseball plays. Uh, we'll start with yesterday. We had Seattle a run and a half. That was a loser. Best strikeout guy, Aaron Nola. That was a winner. What else is new? NFL. We gave you the under forty two and a half. That was a winner. You know our free NFL plays are six and one. Just saying, six and one, not bad for free. So where are we going to go tonight, Scott? We only have the two categories, baseball, right? No NFL, no college football. So we're going to grab uh, the best baseball play is, I tell you, I, I don't think uh, Philadelphia, you know, and again, I normally play on teams that clinch, but it's been a long time. that They got all bombed out of their mind. They were drinking and everything else. Poor manager was trying to drink out of a bottle and it wasn't even uncorked. I mean, they're, they're like in no condition. And they're facing Justin Verlander. And they know... If they win, there's a chance they'll face the Mets. I mean, everything really does point to Houston. So give me the Astros. If you don't want to lay, if you don't want to lay the 195, I get it. Lay the run and a half. I think they win like six to nothing. But I'm going to play Verlander strikeout props that we'll get to here in a second. Uh, so the uh, Astros laying uh, 195 is your best baseball bet. And then the strikeouts, I'll go with Michael Lorenzen, four and a half. And I'll uh, get to him here in a second. As far as our strikeouts, yesterday we went two and three. Lost with Hunter Green, you know, which sucks because it was seven and a half when I put it together the night before. But when we did it on air, it was eight and a half, and he ended up with eight naturally. We lost with him. Woodruff, they took him out of the game uh, with 100 pitches. I get it. But life on the line, they're down two to one. They took him out of the game <coughs> with eight strikeouts. He needed nine, so we lost with him. Uh, George Kirby for Seattle, I'm very surprised he didn't get his number either. And we won with Nola who had a big night, and then uh, Rich Hill. So two and three. Not awful, but uh, not getting the job done. So tonight, we're we're in a limited schedule because you have to really be careful because these guys are not going to be going their typical outings. They're going to get yanked. 
whether it's a playoff team or whether it's, you know, a team playing for nothing. So we have it limited, you know, for us limited, six guys. We're going to go with uh, Luis Sessa for the uh, Reds. Three and a half. It's minus 160 versus the Cubs. He needs four strikeouts. He's three and four last seven, getting four, including an 0-3 run. But last start for him, uh, he's in for a big effort. So I think he'll turn that around. He's capable of getting four. So we'll go with four or over three and a half. Nathan Evaldi, Red Sox, four and a half, minus 130. He's coming off the disabled list. He's 0-1. You know, I, I'm not going to actually fool around with that j just because I think they'll take it real easy with him. And that is a case where I think they'll yank him. Why risk injury last game of the year, right, for them, for him anyway? So we'll, we'll scratch on him. Lorenzen, I like him for, for the Angels, four and a half against Oakland. He's hit that number six of his last 11, six and five, including three straight. So he's on a little bit of a tear. So uh, why not? Oakland, same game. Cole Irvin, four and a half against the Angels. He's five and five, getting five strikeouts his last 10 starts, including six against the Angels twice uh, this year. So I like that one. Zach Gallon, Arizona, six and a half. He's six and six, getting seven strikeouts against Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee's going to be emotionally shot. They rally, they win, they think maybe their season is still alive. They find out that, uh, that it's not, it's over. Playing for nothing, guys will sit next to last game of the regular season. Uh, I think that's a good spot for Gallon. Justin Verlander, six and a half versus Philadelphia. You know how I feel about that. We're going to go over there. So our $10 uh, alternate line parlays, we'll use Lorenzen. We'll bump him up from six and a half or from four and a half to six at plus two to one. And we'll bump uh, Urban up from four and a half to six at plus two thirty. Uh, that ten dollar parlay will pay us eighty two dollars. Not too bad. Not a, not a big one to, today, but that's okay. We'll we'll take it just the same. So Lorenzen and Irvin, uh, are the two alternates, both at six. Our open parlay, ah, fudge. We lost with Seattle. Can't believe it. I I can't believe Seattle needing a victory against the lowly god awful Detroit Tigers. That was leg number three. So <clears throat> strike that. Uh, that's a loser. We're now two and sixty three. Uh, minus uh, now $3,037. Not good. We did win, though, if it helps, our second leg of our underdog parlay. We won with Philadelphia, plus 104 against Houston. So we picked up 31 bucks. Remember, we took the original 25 out after winning 30 on Friday. So we're up to $61. Do we see an underdog we like today? At $61. Let's see what we have here. Stanks and Rangers, no. Uh, I, I can't put American money on the Tigers, even though Seattle's not playing for a whole heck of a lot. Pittsburgh, God awfully, no. Um, Miami, I like them, but I don't know if I'm willing to risk it. Uh, Mets, no, with the, with the Nats. Red Sox, plus 102. That's actually not too bad. Boy, the Brewers are actually home underdogs today. Uh, Philadelphia, no. Uh, Oakland, no. I don't want to uh, put the jinx on the uh, A's. Um, you know who I like? It's either the Red Sox or the uh, Giants. They have Carlos Rondon listed, but uh, Jeff tweeted me or emailed me saying that uh, they were talking on a broadcast last night that he is not expected to play. So let's put the whammy on the uh, on the Red Sox because we really want Tampa Bay to get that last win. So we'll put $61 on the Red Sox to win $62. That's our underdog 
open parlay. We'll just uh, leave that one. We'll play that one. And uh, we'll play an open parlay. We'll start a new one. I'll let you know what it is when we come back. Ops Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's close up shop. A couple of quick little stories here. Did you watch uh, the game last night? Uh, you got to hand it to Bobby Wagner, who uh, just uh, plowed over a fan who ran onto the field uh, with a smoker. Just crushed him. Uh, figure a lawsuit coming to happen soon. Right. Without a shadow of a doubt, there'll be some lawyer that'll say, you know what, that's all right. You ran on the field. You brought this uh, flair. No one knew what it was. Uh, but uh, he can't hit you. Guarantee lawsuits coming. Kenny Pickett will reportedly replace Mitchell Trubisky, starting quarterback for the Steelers this week. Uh, Panthers head coach Matt Rule says that uh, Baker Mayfield gets another start. Sam Darnold isn't ready to return from an ankle injury anyway, uh, but he called Baker a winner, uh, but he has to play better. Really? A winner? Where did, he, where did he win? Is he won with Carolina? No. Did he win with the Browns? No. Did he win with Oklahoma? I don't see any national championship rings on his finger. Don't think so. Dak Prescott hoping to return next week versus the Rams, but head coach Mike McCarthy being Mike McCarthy said if he doesn't practice a full week, he won't start. How stupid is that? Come on, the guy's been in the league for five, six years now. He doesn't need a full week of practice. He really doesn't. Please. Uh, If anything, I think they just probably want to keep away from that uh, defensive line of the Rams. That's what I would say. How about uh, former running back LeGarrette Blunt caught on video running after kids in a youth football game and then punching one of the fathers. Once a dope, always a dope. Chiefs uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, they're taking on, or former Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Dolphins taking on the Jets. was asked again why he chose the uh, Dolphins uh, trade rather than the Jets trade. Uh, taxes. Uh, New York taxes are too high. There's no state taxes in, Texas, in, in, in Florida. So he chose Miami. Welcome to our world here. Well, welcome to the world all New Yorkers and New Jerseyans uh, live with. Amazing. Bill Belichick asked on his weekly radio show on WEI if he's ever not put a player in, even though he cleared concussion protocol, said absolutely taking more shots at our boy wonder, Mike McDaniel. Ben Simmons playing for the Nets for the first time last night in an exhibition game. Wow. Football full circle coming up next. Enjoy your day, folks. <laughs> 